Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a quiet edition of NFL Study Hall, brought to you live from the second floor of the Warren Library here in West Palm Beach at Palm Beach Atlantic University. So glad to be back on campus. Just moved in on Friday, hence not able to record the episode then. Had my first day of classes today, so absolutely stoked. Thank you for everyone uh, who was a part of my day-to-day teachers, uh, faculty. You guys are the best. So we are ready to dive back into some NFL football coming at you with the AFC regular season predictions Friday. I promise this Friday will be the NFC regular season predictions as well as the combined playoff predictions and my Super Bowl prediction for the 2022 NFL season next week. I'm sorry, the following week, we'll get with you for the week one predictions, getting back into it. Last year, we did pretty good, trying to do a little bit better this year. I'll be honest, guys, before I jump into this, I have never had a harder time trying to predict games in the National Football League. This has been absolute hell and back, and I hopefully next year, uh, these teams will be a lot more lopsided because man i felt like i was putting the number 12 and 5 out there basically every team i think a lot of teams especially this afc is cracked Um, a lot of these teams are so stacked i wasn't able i wasn't able to uh, to make a firm decision on any of them Um, i know some are good or some are bad but to put an actual number on wins and losses was very very difficult the way i do these guys is i actually put an x and an o next to every single game that will be played this season just so all the numbers match up do i necessarily believe every matchup to be true yes and no but i at least want the mat the numbers in my head to match up uh, throughout the entire regular season so we're going to dive into this straight through division by division afc and got a few bold predictions nothing crazy um the nfc is a little bit more nuts in my opinion and the playoffs are definitely going to be crazy with my predictions but we'll get into that on friday but for the afc let's just drive into the afc west and the first thing foremost is these buffalo bills now obviously the buffalo bills have one of the best teams in the national football league they are in my opinion the best team with the best roster and are the super bowl favorites but that being said i think that they are going to have a treacherous road ahead of them on their way to a 15 and 2 record. Now, here's my thing: no team has, like, very few teams go 15 and 2. But the thing is, guys, I don't see where these teams could get major losses. At the Rams for the first game of the season, I think they're going to come out swinging. I think the Super Bowl champs are going to have a hangover, and I think the Bills get that first one done. Their next hardest one, their next few games. Tennessee, I think they're a lot weaker this year. Miami, they always handle them. Baltimore, that'll be a very, very fun game. That's the one I'm probably interested the most in. Kansas City, they'll take care of. Green Bay, sure. And then I don't have their first loss till the second time they play Miami, just because I think Miami's going to have their number up to that point. Their second game against Miami last year, they struggled a little bit in the first half. And I think Miami and Tua and Tyreek are going to have their number in the second game. And then their second loss I have as the final game of the season were up until this point, they would be 15-1. and So that way, 
they've already secured that number one seed. They won't need that last game. So I think they'll just hand that one over to the New England Patriots and go take the number one seed in the AFC. So I'm going to put the Buffalo Bills at 15-2. and two. 14 and 3 is the lowest they'll go all season, guaranteed. There's no way this team with this roster and this lineup uh, can go less than that. There's some team that has to go out there. Not, these teams can't all go 12 and 5, 13 and 4. Someone's got to step up, and I think it's the Buffalo Bills. Second in this division, I'm going to say it's the Miami Dolphins. I think their roster uh, has shown it. I think their weapons will make it happen. Tua, this is, it's going to be Tua's got to come in clutch. He's got to be more aware in the pocket. Um, for those of you who do not know, I just got a position with the Miami Dolphins communication staff, so I'll be heading to every regular season game with the Miami Dolphins, which has been pretty, pretty neat. I just was at their last preseason game where Tua got to start the game, and uh, he did okay. Uh, he went just over 50% of his completions of uh, his completion percentage, but there's still a little bit of um, a waver in the pocket, and he's just got to be more controlled, be more confident in himself, and if he can do that with all starting offensive linemen, I think they'll have a great season. That being said, they are going to definitely lose some games. They always struggle against Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Um, they got those three at weeks two, three, and four. I think they lose all three of those games. So I would put them at one and three to start the season. But then they got a really good easy stretch that includes the Jets, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, while Deshaun Watson is still uh, suspended, so I think they'll be fine. But then you come back into another really hard stretch, San Francisco, the L.A. Chargers, Green Bay, Buffalo, although I think they win that Buffalo game. But still, that's going to leave them at 11-6. and six. We'll see where that puts them in the rest of the AFC. I think 11-6 is an absolute perfect number for these guys. This is a team that had nine wins last year without all these weapons. I'm going to say a solid two more wins than that is more than capable for this Miami Dolphins team. And then both New England and the New York Jets, I'm going to put at 5 and 12. Listen, the New York the the New England Patriots have no um should I say direction. They have no purpose right now. They are without a play caller. They're without serious uh, leadership on the defensive side. This whole thing has gone on the shoulders of a second-year quarterback who did well, but I don't know if his potential is as great as I thought it was supposed to be. This team has a ludicrous schedule ahead of them, first four games being Miami, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Green Bay, and then later in the year, they have what I would consider a six-game losing streak to Minnesota, Buffalo, Arizona, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Miami again. And then I think they win that last game against Buffalo. But this is a ridiculous schedule for this really young, leaderless team. And I think 5-12 and 12 is giving them a few wins. This team could easily be last in their division this year. The New York Jets, I think they're on the rise. Now, I think there are some huge, I think... Their loss of Zach Wilson for a few weeks won't hurt them too badly. Their start of their schedule was so bad anyways, they were going to lose the games no matter what. It's Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Whether Zach Wilson's in there or not, I think they were losing all three of those games. But there are definitely some gettable games this season. Chicago, Detroit, Seattle at the end of the year. 5-12 and 12 should be a solid number to get them to that next step because I think I had three or four wins last year. Tough schedule, tough division, 5-12 and 12 this year. Keep getting them some players, and Zach Wilson, more experience. Like I said, they had an A-plus offseason. They drafted perfect. Go do it again with a 9 or 10 pick, and you guys should be really, really good. 
there's just so much more stacked teams in the AFC that it's going to be very difficult for the New York Jets to get over the hump, especially with Makai Becton out for, I think it was the entire season that he was gone. So that's going to be a huge loss to the offensive line. What teams are saying that the New York Jets are the next underdog Cinderella story team, I just don't see it with their division and the injuries they've sustained so far. Going over to the Houston Texans and the AFC South. Let me tell you what. I'm going to get these guys out of the way. I think they go 4-13 and 13 again. That's what exactly they did last season. They've picked up a few new guys, but I wasn't really super impressed with everything they did in the offseason. I think their rookies are fantastic. Give them a few years. Get them more experience, experience and playtime. But honestly, the only potential wins that are going to come from Houston are Chicago, Jacksonville, the New York Giants, and hopefully the Indianapolis Colts give them a win at the very end of the season. But that's it coming out of Houston. The Jacksonville Jaguars, on the other hand, they are going to seriously step up. I have been extremely impressed by Trevor Lawrence this preseason, especially that opener against Cleveland. Excellently done. I have always critiqued his throwing style. But it has sped up significantly. He is lacing this ball with zero turnovers in that first preseason game. That's what this team is going to need. Doug Doug Peterson has done an excellent job with this squad so far from what I can tell in preseason. I'm going to give them a 5-12 record. That is a serious step up from a 2-15 record last, or 3-14 record last season. What they went, 3-14. and 5-12 from 3-14. Listen, they have a pretty difficult schedule, and it's going to take them a while to actually step up to the plate. They're going to have some serious losses. They've got Philadelphia, Indianapolis twice in the first six uh, six games. The L.A. Chargers are in there. Las Vegas, Kansas City, Denver are all back-to-back-to-back. Denver, Las Vegas, Kansas City in that order. And then Baltimore after the bye. And then they're going to get three really good wins in the last six games against Detroit, the New York Jets, Houston, and I think they can beat Tennessee on that last game of the week. I think this team can really step up, go get them some wins to end their season strong, go into the draft again with another good year, give Doug Peterson another good year, and I think the Jacksonville Jaguars can get up to eight games won in 2023. We'll see how the rest of the AFC rolls, but I love where the Jacksonville Jaguars are headed. Didn't at first, but Trevor Lawrence has easily changed my mind. Going over to the Tennessee Titans. This is a team that will have one of the biggest collapses in recent memory. I'm going to have them going a winning record because I don't think Derrick Henry will physically let his team lose more than eight games. But at nine and eight, that's that's like being generous for this team, honestly. With Ryan Tannehill, how he's been playing, look, you drafted Malik, Malik Willis in the second round. It might be worth putting him in this year because Tannehill has not had good control over the ball in clutch situations so far with his tenure in Tennessee, and I don't see it getting much better either. Derrick Henry has had some serious injuries. We don't know if he will be 100% throughout the entirety of the season. They've got some serious games to go against in the AFC West, plus their own division. Granted, the only real threat is Indianapolis, but I see Indianapolis beating them twice this year. I mean, there's just so much they'll be able to do with the momentum zero they came with out of last year. 
I don't see them doing very well. I don't see them making the playoffs 9-8, and eight, maybe, for the Titans. Indianapolis Colts, this is the clear front runner for this division leader. They're only going to go 11-6 and because this team didn't do enough to jump them into the top of the AFC. But they'll make a solid appearance in the playoffs at the fourth seed at 11-6. and Matt Ryan's going to lead this team. Jonathan Taylor's going to do fine. This offensive line is fantastic. They've got good secondary. They've got great linebackers. And they have a pretty easy schedule, honestly. You've got Houston. You've got Jacksonville twice both in the same year you've got washington philadelphia uh the new york giants are in here um there's a lot of opportunities for the indianapolis colts to thrive they really just have to end their season strong because that's exactly what killed them last year but i'm gonna trust matt ryan a lot more than uh, uh carson wentz last year i think this defense up front with Yannick Ngakwe, the secondary with Stephon Gilmore. Their wide receivers, I think, are the, the weakest part with Michael Pittman Jr. leading the way. I'm not too sure about him yet being a number one wide receiver, but I think uh, I think Matt Ryan is going to make it happen in, in, in Indianapolis. I like that a lot. Headed over to the AFC North, and we're going we're gonna to spice things up a little bit here. Cleveland Browns. Um, with Deshaun Watson being suspended 11 games instead of just six, I think that makes a pretty good impact. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt with a strong finish and let them go 7-10 and 10 after finishing 8-9 and nine last year. Up to the 11 games, it was a really tough stretch for the Cleveland Browns, even with Deshaun Watson. You've got a streak there where you have to play from weeks, what it looks like, five, from weeks five to 10. It's the LA Chargers, New England Patriots, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals by Miami, uh, weeks five to 11, jeez, Miami and Buffalo and Tampa. Oh, jeez, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is a this is a ludicrous schedule, okay? It is six, seven straight losses for this team, and I probably would have given them that even with Deshaun Watson. When he comes back, though, things are going to clear up a lot. Houston Texans should be a dub. Then Cincinnati, that should be a loss, but I think they can go ahead and beat Baltimore, beat New Orleans, and Washington and Pittsburgh. They could potentially go on a four-game winning streak to end their season. Listen, they have a solid, solid offensive talent group. You got Amari Cooper, you got Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nick Chubb, who we heard Miles Garrett say today is he considers to be the best running back in the National Football League, and it's kind of hard to argue him. The only thing I'm really concerned about is the rest of the defensive line. Miles Garrett, everyone knows about, but other than him, and you should be able to double-team him every time, can Jadavian Clowney step up to play? I mean, Jadavian Clowney, really? Can these linebackers step up? We all know they have a fantastic secondary uh, with Denzel Ward backing them up, but can can this defensive line and linebacker crew really help them and can Deshaun Watson clutch up when he comes back I'm I think seven and ten is a very respectable number now the argument really this NF this AFC South is between Baltimore and Cincinnati I don't think Cleveland has a shot with Deshaun's suspension Pittsburgh I have going four and 13 with a ridiculously hard schedule no true quarterback yet a defense that has a very weak linebacker in secondary, solid off defensive line, 
Um, very, very little talent on the offensive line. They're just going to go downhill fast. So I'm going to breeze over them with a 4-13 and 13 record. So the Pittsburgh's off the table. Cleveland will make a couple good showings, but not really give us anything. It's between Baltimore and Cincinnati. And if we go down these schedules, they're almost identical. But for me, I feel like Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have come up clutch more times than the Cincinnati Bengals. And I, I say that with the Cincinnati Bengals having gone to the Super Bowl. But if you think about it, with how badly Patrick Mahomes played in the second half, you shouldn't, and how Ryan Tannehill played in his playoff game, it's hard to say that Cincinnati dominated each playoff game they were in. They had to beat the Las Vegas Raiders by stopping them on a last-second drive. They had to beat Tennessee by getting a game-winning field goal. They had to beat Kansas City with a game-winning field goal. When the Baltimore Ravens win, you don't see a lot of last-second scoring. They, they can pretty much dominate teams when they want to. They obviously haven't done it in the playoffs. And Lamar Jackson definitely needs to prove himself more. But he has had playoff experience. He's had, had a playoff win. And I think when he gets there... With a better supporting cast on the backfield size, I know I'm huge on J.K. Dobbins, but I truly think he's going to be a massive impact on this team. He has been on this team when they got that original dub back in 2020, okay? He was instrumental to that win. I think when he's come back fully healthy, they'll make a deep run in the playoffs. I'm going to put the Ravens at 13-4 and and the Cincinnati Bengals at 12-5, and giving the Baltimore Ravens the division victory. Last but not least, we have the overloaded stackage of the AFC West. Now, when I originally made this, when I originally go, went into this experiment, I thought that none of these teams could get a lot of wins because they all play each other twice. Well, if you give them roughly Let's just say they go one and one with every team. That means the max amount of losses you're getting right there is only three. And if you look at the Chargers schedule, I think the Chargers are capable and ready to beat every other team in their schedule besides their division. So if you take a loss out of Denver, Kansas City, and Las Vegas, here's the rest of their schedule. Obviously, Las Vegas, Kansas City, and Denver. But Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland, Seattle, Atlanta, San Francisco, Arizona, Miami, Tennessee, Indianapolis, and the LA Rams. The LA Rams are the only team I'm concerned about. And late in the year, I think the Los Angeles Chargers are going to have more confidence going into that Sunday night football game on New Year's Day than the LA Rams will. But that could have been the easiest schedule out of almost any AFC team I've read off so far. They have a breeze to go through the rest of the AFC. All they got to do is beat every team in their division once, as well as the San Francisco 49ers and the LA Rams. Those are the only other two non-divisional games that I am worried about, and I think they can handle their business. I'm going to put the Los Angeles Chargers going 14-3. and Now, looking at the other two main powerhouses that I consider in that division, which would be Kansas City and the Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City, again, 
losing one. Actually, in Kansas City's case, I have them beating Denver twice. Kansas City has always had a a clutch factor against Denver. So I'm going to put Casey beating Denver twice. But unfortunately, unlike the LA Chargers, they have to play Buffalo. They also have to play at Cincinnati. So I'm going to put two losses there. Give them another loss to the LA Chargers and another loss to the LA uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Chiefs for me are going to have to go 13 and four and not win this division. I think if the schedule was a little bit easier, much easier than the LA Chargers, then they would probably tie for the division. But there are too many bigger games for the Chiefs, including a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I have them winning. But Tampa, Buffalo, and Cincinnati are three teams that the Los Angeles Chargers don't have to play. And I think that's going to make the biggest difference when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll give them a 13-4 and record. I also don't think they're really going to fall off a cliff with what the talent they have right now. I think Travis Kelsey, I think Juju Smith-Schuster, I think Marquez Valdez-Gentling, I think they will definitely step up to the plate and at least give Patrick Mahomes something to work with. Now going to the Las Vegas Raiders case, they also have a lot of really tough games that you don't really see anywhere else. One of them being the biggest one, the New Orleans Saints. And Las Vegas, I do think, will lose at least one game to everyone in their division. So there's three right there, an additional loss to the New Orleans Saints. And then each team in this division has to play the L.A. Rams. I see the Chiefs and Chargers beating them. I don't really see the Raiders beating the L.A. Rams in L.A. KC is home, and the L.A. Chargers share the same stadium with the L.A. Rams, so I see they can do it there. But the Las Vegas uh, traveling to LA to play the Rams on a Thursday night football game. I think that goes in favor of the Rams, which would put the Las Vegas Raiders down to a 12 and 5 record. So in that order, it would go 14 and 3 Chargers, 13 and 4 Kansas City Chiefs, and 12 and 5 Las Vegas Raiders. Denver Broncos, I have them going 10 and 7. I don't I don't really see the Denver Broncos um, challenging this division, especially gets very difficult at the end of the season. Their last six games go Baltimore, loss, Kansas City, loss, Arizona Cardinals, probably a win, L.A. Rams, loss, Kansas City, loss, L.A. Chargers, loss. I, I don't really see them beating any L.A. team this year. Maybe the Los Angeles Chargers once on a Monday night football game. But then Baltimore they'll lose to, the Rams they'll lose to, and KC, like I said earlier, they'll lose to twice. They'll go 10-7. and Russell Wilson will start off the year great, but I don't think he can sustain this team throughout the entire season. And I don't think really the rest of the division is worried about Russell Wilson, especially what they saw him do in Seattle last year with a healthy Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf for the entire season. That offense wasn't able to get anything going. This offense will do fine. This defense will do fine. They'll go 10-7, and seven, but they won't go any more than that. I don't see this team winning 11 games. No, sir. So with all those double-digit win teams that I mentioned, here is how everything is going to stack up. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills will win the AFC, or not win. In the regular season, they'll have the lead for the AFC and be the number one seed, okay? Buffalo Bills, no problem. At 2 We've got one team that's 14-3, and three, and that's going to be the L.A. Chargers with a ridiculously easy schedule. 
I'm going to put at, we've got two teams now that are 13 and 4, but one of them is in the same division as the Chargers, that being the Chiefs. So the Baltimore Ravens winning their division at 13 and 4 are going to take the three seed. And then the final division, the AFC South, will be won by the Indianapolis Colts at 11 and 6. So there's your top four, Buffalo, LA, Baltimore, Indianapolis. The final three seeds, KC at 13 and 4, Cincinnati at 12 and 5, and Las Vegas at 12 and 5. I've kind of crunched up the number crunched out the numbers of who could go where. Uh, and I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be in a higher seed because of more wins in their conference than the Las Vegas Raiders. Notice that there are some critical teams that I'm leaving out. One of them, three, uh, three teams in particular that I thought of maybe going into this had a chance to make these playoffs. But the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson, I already mentioned, I don't think they'll make it. The Tennessee Titans, I think, collapse huge at 9-8. and eight. But the Miami Dolphins, I was tempted to try to figure out a way to get the Miami Dolphins in. But here's six games that I think they lose that I don't think they can get. Baltimore, Buffalo the first time, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and L.A. Chargers, both on the road back-to-back weeks, and then back home on Christmas Day to face the Green Bay Packers. That Packers game I see as the only one of those six that they have a chance to get at 12-5. and Even so, they would lose to Cincinnati, and I don't think they'd have enough uh, games where they win against their own conference to get across to the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think the benefit of the doubt would go to the Raiders anyway. I don't, I can't do the math that far in my head, but anyway, I think the Raiders also have a better team than the Miami Dolphins. I think they'll score more points than the Miami Dolphins, and I think they take that seventh seed. When I come back on Friday, I will go through this playoff series and tell you what the AFC does, but that will be after I give you my regular season predictions in the NFC side, and we're going to go through all the playoffs at once. But my final standings in the AFC come January will be Buffalo at 1, LA Chargers, Baltimore Ravens, Indianapolis Colts, Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Las Vegas Raiders rounding out the top seven at 12 and 5. Like I said, absolutely stacked AFC. And we'll see what happens come crunch time in 2023. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We have a new location of NFL Study Hall at Palm Beach Atlantic University. Next week, I know it's really soft voice. I'm in a library close to midnight. But next what, but on Friday, I am planning to be in our own podcast room that is in the communications building here at PBA, and I'm so stoked to put a real microphone in front of my face. Hopefully, we can get that set up for y'all. Please, please make sure you're still on social media, liking, subscribing, wherever you get your podcast as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Peace out. <laughs>